<laughs> is it 420 already? It is. It is. Woo -woo. Am well, I, mean, I ready? Never. <laughs> never. It's 420 every day, right? Every day in every way. All day, all day every, every hour. Day. And if you got them, you know what to do with them. Let's light them up. I ready? am making a quick posty post on my personal page. Tell your friends, tell them all, tell them all. And also tell them to send me a dollar on my cash app. On Facebook, <laughs> we're found the Cannabis Closet, right? Mm -hmm. The Cannabis Closet Podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let us know you're here. What am I smoking on right now? Durban Poison, y'all. Old school throwbacks. What do I got? I got, um... I think I'm on some white 99 today. Ooh, that's one of your favorites though, right? What's up, Schnooks? It is one. Hey, Schnooks. Um, I mean, I like a lot. I mean, really, I go from like, yeah, I like, I like the white 99. You like the white yeah. 99? You smoke that a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. It's. I've been able to get it at a couple of different facilities, so I, I just tend to go towards it since I know it as a as a as a cultivar as a strain. It's a cross between what? It's a Cin Cindy ninety nine. Cindy right? ninety nine and um, Crohn's the White or something like that. Or I have to look up. I knew it when I worked in a dispensary because you know you get asked that more often, and I don't, What's that up number. Next? I don't retain that energy or uh, that memory because I'm not using it as much, I you know, know, crosses and such. But actually, I guess I'm gonna, whatever's on my rolling tray is what's going in here right now. And I don't know what that is. So good luck. I don't either. <laughs> if oh, I start man. falling out in about 40 minutes, you know, it was not one of my needs. Well, don't fall out on me today. We got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, we? we got lots of thoughts stuffs lots of stuffs um who else do we uh are if y'all don't mind sharing our link you. tell your friends send them here make sure you follow like and share oh yes you know next we miss you and we have not been in discord as often but we are trying to make our way back into there because we've been traveling and busy and just kind of all over the place so we are trying to make our way back in there we did we actually hung out with schnooks today well they schnooks popped in when we uh caught us in there and we're always having business meetings you guys you're never going to catch us in there well i can't say never but it's going to be rare that you're going to catch us in there and we're not going to be talking about business but feel free to join us you don't have to feel like the odd man out just because we're having a conversation about what's going on with the cannabis closet and also our, our parent company, uh, CQ LLC. Um, so, you know, we're always brainstorming and ideas and uh, you guys are welcome to join us in there for that. We're just giving this a few minutes cause you know, we just got here and just letting Ooh. a few people like trickle in. Um, I just actually saw, another article i'm just looking up the date of it but in regard to our subject today and what we're talking about um yeah let's see that data. Who, is it, who is that new article from 
So this is, it's from, it's the ACLU. Um, it just has a literal, uh, the, the headline is unequal and unfair New Jersey's war on marijuana users. Interesting. What's up, Libby? And- Interesting. Cause I just said that before we came on the air that I feel like that what's happening in New Jersey is a little bit, is a little bit based in race. So this article, I think though, it's an older article article it just seems to kind of fit fit looks like it may be from 2013 so some of the statistics on here may be um a little off but we can definitely roll through it and see how it equates and why you know and again associate it with where you're thinking there may be this disparity i do think there's a disparity um we're going to talk about this in a little bit more detail, but for those of you who are here already, I'm posting also on Facebook. (laughs) Um, For those of you who are here already, we are going to be talking about New Jersey and the discrepancies that are happening with, uh, with their new laws. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. If you, have any um insights to that please feel free to share those why can't i find our page <laughs> well, not when i'm calling all of my friends out on facebook right now i just heard myself but that's that's unsettling you guys ever <laughs> hear yourself while ooh, that's you're in one of my you know like in my um tag people to t- you know listen in kind of thing i was like oh wait you're already here yes yeah. I'm already here. Uh, Let's share this. I'm going to share this to my peoples. I'm going to tap that to change it. Oh, let's put it on my timeline. It's not going to work. It's not going to let me share it outside of the cannabis closet because I'm I'm acting as the cannabis closet. You guys, technology is my. It's not my friend. I'm an artist in my brain. That's how my brain works, like an artist. So, so unfortunately, my artist brain dabbles in the technology part, and I have some handle on it, but only I'm very limited. I can make it until you ask me to do a TikTok video, and then I'm <laughs> completely out. And she's like, I don't know. Then I'm doing. out. But spreadsheets and <laughs> Google Docs, I'm on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, so oh, here, here we go. I posted something. I don't know where I posted it. Um, oh, thanks, Libby, for giving us a tagging us for some other people to join in. Yes, thank um, you. We appreciate that. Um, so, so I want to talk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this as a TikTok post, but I want to talk to you guys about this because I think it's important and it's something that we are working on over here at the Canvas Closet. And um, we want to share with you. So I, first of all, I want to say to you to stop chasing what you're going after. Stop chasing it. Okay. Don't chase it. Attract it. Be so attractive to the thing that you want that it has no choice but to come to you. If it belongs to you, it will simply show up. That doesn't mean you don't have to work hard. And it doesn't mean that you don't have to you know, make sacrifices. And it doesn't mean that you don't have to make the phone calls and do the work. But what it does mean is that relax. It means relax. 
It means believe in yourself and in the universal power, whatever you want to call that. Well, I'm going to call it universal power because that's what I call it. But whatever you want to call that, you could call it God, you could call it Buddha, you could call it, you know, Allah, whatever you want to call it. Um, You could call it the universe, you could call it Mother Earth, however you want to call it. There is something bigger than all of us and it communicates that thing, communicates with us, but often we're blocking it. We are so in this space of I have to get these things and we run after them and we chase them when in reality, sometimes we're running after the wrong shit. And also, if we take a moment to breathe and listen, those things that we want and we desire will show up for us. But it's about communication. I think all of life is about communication. So when we talk to each other and how we speak to each other, but also how we speak to ourselves and also how we speak into the, this universal openness that that is the bigger the thing that is bigger than us so uh when i started i was gonna make a tiktok about this i am gonna make a tiktok about this but one of the things i realized today (laughs) was that um we have to ask for the things we want and be specific too when we speak into the universe deliberate (laughs) deliberate and specific so when i was saying i want to get rich right (laughs) And then somebody with that name shows up in my life. That's not what I meant. I mean, it's fun and whatnot. But what I meant was I would like to get money. I would like to be rich. I want to be in the money. I want money. So I'm going to stop talking like I'm just talking now, though. And I'm just going to let you guys know that regardless of what my bank account and my pockets look like right now, I already have that. I don't want it. I have it. It's about accessing it. That's the next thing. I am a millionaire. I am as popular as I want to be. And we are a viral podcast. It's about access. It's about access. So now we have to stop blocking ourselves from being what we already are and access those things. Right? And part of that is the work. So, hey, don't worry. We was waiting on you, Don. Thanks for showing up with us. We, <laughs> I were, waiting. we were waiting. I was like, I'm going to tag some people in this post. Yes. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. You know, so, because you're right. I'm the same way. I send, send me my reminder. Slap me on my hand. Tell me that, you know, don't forget. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and consistency is key, right? So what I'm telling you today has to also be for tomorrow and it has to also be for the next day. And throughout just because to also, believe it, even when you're not saying it, you, you have to believe it when you're not saying it, you have to believe it all the time. Say it to yourself, say it out loud as much as possible. I don't chase, I attract what, belongs, day, at least. what belongs to me will simply find me. I have it written on my wall right here. I don't chase, I attract what belongs to me will simply find me. I have it written on my wall here. I have it written on my wall over there. It's written on a mirror behind this curtain. It's written in my bathroom, on the wall in the bathroom. 
it's written everywhere. It's written everywhere as like a reminder to me that I'm not to chase anything. I am a queen. I am not to chase anything. The things that are meant for me and my queendom are going to show up for me. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to stop working to achieve my goals. What that means is I'm going to stop doubting myself. I'm going to stop not believing that I can achieve those goals. I'm going to stop being, um, being, um, lacking confidence, lacking the confidence to do the things I know that I know how to do because I have (laughs) actually done them before. (laughs) I have actually done these things successfully before. So I know I'm speaking to the choir here. You have actually done the things you want to do successfully before, which is why you know you can do them. So why are you doubting that you can do them? Why are you doubting yourself? Why? I don't, that's always a good question. Why do we go into these phases of doubt? Because somebody told you you're not the greatest and they were lying. You are the greatest. Here we go. Here's one. I think about, um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I just think about, um, um, in terms of my job and the patient care that we offer and um, one patient's uh, poo-pooing will downtake a thousand patients telling me how valuable and great um, a job and service I offer. And so the doctor does remind me, you know, regularly, don't forget, you know, my, my girl Kelly reminds me, I remind, you know, we try to remind each other like when we are, being pummeled or just that one person who is that one squeaky wheel, that one. Um, and, and definitely makes me feel like you are not worthy. And how one person can make you feel that way is pretty insane, especially someone that you don't know daily. Um, it's insanity because you do such a great job every day and you get, it's just this thing that we were talking about with love too, right? We were talking about this. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be real honest with you guys because I like to be, I like to be very transparent because I know some people are also similarly going through what I'm going through. I have been in a deep, dark hole, deep, deep, dark hole. I've been faking it because I need to, because I have things to do, but when I don't have to fake it, oh man, it consumes me. It's been consuming me. My therapist wants to see me more often. It's crazy, right? Yeah. So we were talking about this thing, you and I, about love. And I was like, you know, I'm not trying to sound egotistical here at all in any way, shape or form. I'm extremely humbled by um, the amount of support that I personally get and that we get as a team. I'm extremely humbled by that. Having said that, let's just look at my TikTok real quick. I got 11.5 thousand followers on TikTok, right? There are people who love me, love my personality, love to see what I have to put out there. There are people who know me personally who also love me deeply, right? And like, really, we are connected deeply. But it just takes that one person that you want that love from, that you want it and you desire it from, to not give it to you, to make you feel like nobody loves you in this whole world. And it's just not true. It's just not true. And And it's really about training our brain. We have to train our brain to recognize the good 
as we do recognize the bad. So what happens is we recognize that bad more. We give it more than we give the good stuff, which is why it takes so much good stuff to make us feel so good. And then we, and then the minute, the second, a little dink, a little tiny dink, and then it all just crumbles down. All of that beauty and love, you let <laughs> one negative thought crumble that down. So mm-hmm. I say, handle it in your, in, in your way that you handle it. I handle shit with sarcasm. And so I saw something the other day that kind of made me laugh and made me think, this is how I have to handle those who I would, I want to love me, but, but they just don't, or they don't love me the way I need to be loved from the, or whatever the case. Right. But this can work. So I read a coffee sign outside of a coffee shop. It was on the internet. It was going viral whatever. And it said, um, home of the worst cup of coffee. Um, one lady on, on Yelp has ever had in her entire life. Like (laughs) I read that one. Ladies and gentlemen, take it with a grain of salt. There's more Mm -hmm. love for you in this world than there is hate or displeasure or dislike there's more love for you i'm not saying like i'm not saying ple- i mean definitely there's more pleasure but i'm saying there's more love for you recognize it speak to it and the more that you give it recognition the more that it's going to come to you so we have to give recognition we've got to stop talking negatively about things like money and love and circumstance and about ourselves Stop and about ourselves about ourselves we we talk about don't talk about my friend like that like that and, and i wish somebody like that yeah, it's been a really hard time for everybody i think i'm not the only one that's been in that hole i wasn't that's, there by myself by any means even though it always talk about it enough people want it, to see you on they want yeah, to see your, it, your, your right. thing, your that but when we get real a little bit easier to walk away just walk away i'm not in the mind not in the headspace to deal with that and we aren't honestly we aren't in the headspace to deal with that if somebody came to me today i would be their friend today but if it was a continued necessity i would actually suggest that they get a therapist because i am also dealing with my traumas and my triggers and i love you and i want you to be the best that you can be and i may not be the best person for that Right. So we just have to be honest with ourselves. But anyways, but that, well, I, I posted Libby's comment here just because the crash is real. You know, we've yes. even just in the past couple of months, we've had this uh, these highs and these lows and, these uh, you know, emotional crashes where we're like all of a sudden we, you know, we're on fire with work. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh just happened where did this past week go um and that comes you know and so i think i being able to identify when we are getting ready to we've been able to call out recently when we're like on the downward spiral though we may not have been able to catch ourselves we knew we were going there and we sought the the help we needed right right Um, or discussions that helped move us forward um, from that spiral. It doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to have my summer depression that I get and am just now coming out of, you know, we like, beat ourselves up for not being perfect. Nope. I, yeah, you know, it's like, I do, I get through it. I, I do definitely put on a, you know, a face. It's a face. I don't know what kind of face it is towards the outside world, but, um, right around this time I'm like, Oh, I need to wake up and be motivated. 
Um, you know, or what happened to the summer is, is, I guess my question usually when it happens. So, um, it comes in so fast, right? And now it's going to be September on Wednesday, Wednesday, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Tomorrow. It's be September on Wednesday. That's crazy. So is that considered the fourth quarter? No, October, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I think October. Anyways, I hire somebody for that. Um, so I just want to start this show. But well, I mean, we talked about all that, but I really want to start the show on a really positive note. I want to try to do that more often for y'all. And also, I want if you guys would participate, we would love for you to participate, too. So definitely anything that you want to hear about. We're listening to you. We're seeing your comments and we're working on shows for you, uh, we're talking about uh, a, a cannabinoid show where we specifically talk about children with autism. Um, we want to have a show where we talk about um, different medical conditions. And we also want to do a lot more education on here. So if there are things that you want to hear about or know about, let us know. We're doing a lot of reading. And we would, love, would be interested in talking to us about what they do in a, in the cannabis industry and an ancillary business in a dispensary capacity as an advocate, as a lobbyist. Um, ask, you know, we're all in this. I, I, I was telling Queen, like, we need to draw on the resources we know. Don't forget that we have these capabilities and these path, you know, these connections that we've got and made that we should be leaning on. And absolutely. I think we forget to do that. And, um, and there's, there's nothing wrong with the ask. And there's nothing wrong with asking. asking is for, you know, for your support to share, um, to comment and, uh, yeah, send us topics. Uh, we have some asks. Yeah. Keep, uh, keep, I have an ask. Ask. What's your ask? My ask. And I know that you already have somebody that you've reached out to. If anybody is um, or knows somebody that has access to our governor in Colorado, we would like to invite our governor to come on and discuss the new laws that he has signed into law that is, in our opinion, detrimental to the medical program that Colorado has. And it's taking us far, far backwards, not forwards, um, we would love to be in contact with the governor of our state. We would also love to be in contact with the governor of your state. Can we hashtag governor? What's his hashtag? GovPolis? GovPolis. Hashtag at Jared Paulus. We would like to discuss HB 1317 and why anybody thought it was necessary to do this to the medical program. Um, most definitely. The reason, I mean, the reason I bring it up uh, is because uh, it's important to me. It's part of, it's part of my, it's, it's going to affect me directly, but also, you know, I was reading a <laughs> uh, shout out to evolution, the evolution magazine in uh, Missouri. I want to shout out, to them if you guys want to tag them if you're out of missouri go ahead and tag them here <clears throat> here um so i i was reading this when i picked it up at the uh bizcon last time uh i was out there and one of the uh, articles is about what is missouri doing right i mean we would really love to have that conversation 
what is Missouri doing right? Um, but they really did start this article talking about what Colorado is doing wrong with HB 1317 and, um, and uh, how this is going to greatly affect the patients, how Colorado has in the past and in our history since legalization been um, what we would call a, a cannabis refugee uh, state where parents would come with their children to have access to the medicine they needed, um, or people would come on their own to have access to that medicine because it hasn't been, hadn't been legalized across um, as many states. And so we got a lot of uh, transplants, if you will, uh, into Colorado for that reason. And Missouri is asking the question, should Missouri be a refugee state? I would say, Missouri, get your shit together. And and Colorado, are you going to let Missouri do that to us? That's what I, those are my two questions. But um, if you want to be a refugee state, be ready. Be, be ready, ready for those patients, those families, that need for education, the need for the products. It's not just saying, okay, we're going to supply it. You know how many patients don't know what the heck they're doing? They just heard at one point that marijuana would work Sorry, for their you know, so be ready. If you really want to be a refugee state or you really do want to help patients, then do it right. Don't do just- it right in Missouri. Y'all, y'all ain't doing very much right right now. Um, I appreciate the sentiment here. And I think that there's a possibility of that. But your program needs work desperately. Part of um, part of that refugee movement wasn't just people showing up to Colorado to just be a patient. They were showing up to Colorado to do the work and to be a part of this and to have a hand in it and to um, make some money off of it, some of them, you know. And Missouri is... Honestly, an inaccessible state as far as business ownership is concerned. Your laws are um, not helpful to your patient community, nor to your business community. Uh, and, and, and you need to do some work. And, and um, I don't want to call it a social equity program because that it is not. Okay. Uh, but (laughs) whatever you're writing into your regulations needs to be very specific. Um, needs to be very specific that ownership of, um, if we have to listen, I don't like the idea that we have to make laws to include every human being and make sure that every human being gets a fair shake at life. Okay. But If not for desegregation laws, we wouldn't have desegregated. Uh, And there are still states that aren't, by the way. Um, If not for um, laws being enacted, uh, we wouldn't have those uh, practices as a societal norm right now, which they should have always been because there's no human being lesser than another human being. However, this country has not always acted like that, does continue to not act like that. And so then, yes, we have to put laws in place to say, hey, act like that. Okay. And so when we talk about cannabis regulation and you put in some bullshit social equity law, 
that says minority ownership. Well, guess what, everybody? I'm a fucking minority. I'm a minority. So let's just say hypothetically, because this isn't true, but let's just say hypothetically that I was married to uh, the majority. My husband's not white, but I digress. If he were, then I own this shop. We put it in my name, right? But then I let him run it. What is that doing? What is that doing? Navigating social equity. It's, it's really is. It's finding the loophole in social equity programs. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm saying also, and also I am sick of hearing white men complain about it. (laughs) Well, now I have to fight harder to get what I want. Listen, you guys, not listen, I'm not talking about individuals, but I'm talking about white men in general have been able to get through all of life for all of life by being mediocre. And now we're saying you can't be mediocre anymore. You have to work just as hard as everybody else. And also because you have taken over everything with your mediocrity and everybody's had to work circles around you to even get on your level, we're just going to make it easier for the other guy right now. So take a moment and let it be hard for you because it's never been in all of history. It's never been hard for the mediocre It's never been hard for the mediocre white guy. You guys are all over the history books. Um, Give the rest of society an opportunity to be mediocre and still succeed. Right? We shouldn't have to work as a woman too. When I worked in cultivation, I had to work circles around those guys to even get noticed. mm -hmm. I had to do way more than them to even get noticed. So I don't even think the facility I had, I was at had female growers. It was, um, there were females in the trim and those, we all, all of us worked harder and then, but all the management were female. So like uh, on front of the house. So there's, there was the difference there. There were a couple of male managers that was primarily female run. So that's a good, that's good that the front of the house, but also I would like to see more female growers. I would like to see more black growers and I would like to see more black female growers in these. Yeah, or even just talked about because they exist. We know that they exist. We know um, that they exist. A small capacity and a small percentage. Um, but how many are highlighted? How many um, dispensaries highlight that for their, their growers? Do they highlight their growers? Um, probably not because they're bringing in wholesale from other facilities and um, they don't know anything like your growers product that they're selling because they can't tell me what the terpenes are or the terpene profile or anything. So, so since, since we're talking about a little bit about Missouri and their desire to be a refugee state, let's talk about a regulation that's problematic for you guys right now. Um, the new regulation in in um, in Missouri is suppressing dispensaries' ability to advertise prices. If you guys want to read this article again, it's in Evolution Magazine. Um, I want to give them a shout out. TheEvolutionMag.com is where you can find the Evolution Magazine. Um, definitely go check them out. 
And if you're from Missouri and you're a part of the cannabis circles out there, then you're going to recognize a lot of names of the contributors in here. So um, there is a there's a um, rule in the Missouri regulations that say dispensary facilities shall not disperse medical marijuana as part of a promotional event. If a facility disperses medical marijuana free of charge for any other reason, the facility shall record that disbursement of product in its seed to sale system with all relevant entries, including the qualifying patient or primary caregiver information and the amount of medical marijuana dispersed to that qualifying patient or primary caregiver. On the face of that, it doesn't look like a terribly shitty situation. You just can't do promotional shit, right? That's what it sounds like. No promotional events. You can't just be like popping it out. That's what it sounds like when you read that, right? Here's the interpretation of that. Uh, Miss Balkenbush, who, what is her name? Hold on. Her name is um, Andrea or Andrea. I don't know how to pronounce it properly. Andrea uh, Balkenbush. That's B-A-L-K-E-N-B-U-S-H. She is the facility license and compliance director. I'm giving you very important information here, Missouri. Okay. Uh, And uh, uh, the Medical Marijuana Regulatory Program, uh, DHSS. She has notified dispensaries of her interpretation of the rules. Um, Her email address is um, Andrea, A-N-D-R-E-A, dot Balkenbush, that's B like Bob, A-L-K-E-N-B-U-S-H, at health.mo.gov. And again, she's the facility license and compliance director. Representation matters, everybody. If you're in Missouri, write that down and I'm send her an email. I'm putting it on in our comments. We're going we're to put it in the comment section. Okay, so here's her interpretation of that. The department views a promotional event as any activity, advertisement, or publicity designed to increase interest in purchasing medical marijuana or a particular product or brand of medical marijuana. For example, facilities are not allowed to advertise price discounts on particular products because that would result in dispersing medical marijuana as part of a promotional event. So having a sale, according to... Miss Balkenbush is having a promotional event. Is it having a promotional event if the grocery store puts, I mean, sells okay. the food at half off? Advertising that there will be a discounted pricing on a holiday would also result in dispersing medical marijuana as part of a promotional event. However, Reducing prices without noting or advertising the reduction would be would not be a part of a promotional event. So you can reduce and have the sale. You just can't tell nobody about it is what she's saying. I'm just going to break that down for you guys. <clears throat> you can still discount prices uh, for uh, low-income patients, according to this. I'm not going to continue to read it. 
et cetera, et cetera. But also that she ends the statement with say facilities must immediately make any changes to their plans or operations necessary to come into compliance with these two rules. So they must immediately change their advertising. Why is this a problem? Uh, for anybody that's curious as to why this is a problem, this is a medical marijuana program. You also have low-income patients. Your low-income patients are going to shop for the best price that fits their budget. This hinders them from knowing where to shop, which means that now they have to drive around. That's a waste of gas. Do they have transportation? Do they have somebody that can take them around? Or they have to be calling, and then who's going to answer and tell them and take that time? Exactly. So this is a big issue. Also, it hinders competitiveness within the state. That's also an issue. But my focus, of course, I want the business to succeed. But my focus is the patient. This is a medical marijuana program. These patients use these ads to help them find their medicine in the most inexpensive way possible. So does that dis include services like weed maps and leafly that show a facility's pricing i don't know it probably it's advertised that way some of them do advertise their specials or deals on there but some of them don't some of them them just put like just the menu or visit i don't know I, i i rarely use them i because I can go in and visit um, different facilities. So um, so I just want to read one of the... Wow, and we weren't even... We didn't even have Missouri in the description today. I mean, we always... No, nah, we weren't. We always, it, does, it does... I mean, some right. of this, you know, we're going we're gonna to leak right into New Jersey and their bullshit. It does, it does. But I wanted yeah. to cover this because I know that we have a lot of um, Missouri listeners either while we're live or after when we post... So um, we are live, of course, every Monday at 4.20 Mountain Standard Time. Uh, But we also, there it is, we also um, post on other platforms after the show. So we're live on uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch right now. Uh, Thank you for joining us live if you're watching from one of our live platforms. We also post after the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. And then, of course, we have social media platforms, TikTok and Instagram and Facebook uh, as well. If you guys want to join us for just some uh, regular old fun for those platforms, you can definitely check them out. But please follow, like, share all of our platforms. This is something that we are looking to do um, as uh, as our job. We want to travel. We want to go to shows. We want to interview um, and we want to interview, uh, people who are important within the industry. We want to interview lawmakers and legislators. We want to bring you the information that you are looking for, um, and that nobody's talking about. Um, and, and, you know, I can't, I, uh, so let me just read this one comment and then we'll move on to New Jersey after that, I think. Yeah, I found a couple of good things out of Colorado, even though, you know, if we're doing the uh, good with the bad 
Yeah, yeah. Let me read this one comment. We'll do that and then we'll pop into New Jersey. I'm going to read this comment, but I always forget to say stuff. And since it's in my mind right now, I cannot have this conversation ever about cannabis and what's going on in the industry, the good, the bad, the ugly, without telling cannabis industry entrepreneurs and business owners, please stop paying bullshit wages. Look, why did I just see a management position? for fucking $17 an hour. Do you understand what kind of risk people are putting on the line for your business? $15 an hour is kind of a bullshit wage, but that should be your entry-level wage. That should be your entry-level cultivator, your entry-level extractor, your entry-level dispensary agent, okay? That should be your entry-level wage. Your managers, your general managers, your HR people, all of those individuals should not be making $15 an hour. You're they should not be seeking out second jobs. Your, your experienced cultivators should not be making less than $20 to $25 an hour. Your experienced cultivators, I'm saying three to five years of experience at least, should be making $20 plus an hour. Are you kidding me right now? Especially those of you who own medicinals, medicinal uh, uh, facilities, you are creating medicine. Stop it. Stop it. We want somebody who cares about what the fuck they're doing in your facility, growing our medicine. That's what we want. Thank you. And that's what you want too, because if you have that, then we're going to come buy it from you. I'm tired of the bullshit. You guys pay your people a wage that makes them pay attention to what the fuck they're doing. You know, the only reason people pay attention in this industry is because they're afraid of the repercussions that shouldn't be the reason why you keep employees or why your employees are you're cause well, frankly, you're not going to keep them that way. Why your employees are following the law and doing their job correctly. It should be because they actually care about being there and they will actually care more about being there. If you actually pay them, I know how many times I said, actually, I get it. Um, but if you pay them a wage that is worth their passion, their expertise, their ability to show up for you every day and care about what they're doing, pay them for that. The high turnover is costing you more money than actually just, sorry. And then, actually, then just, you're correct. No. <laughs> the, the high turnover is costing you more money than just training one person and paying them enough to stay put. And keeping them and treating them with value. Valuing your employee is the key and uh, the summation of this value. If you want that same value put into what is being output of your facility and for people to continue coming back, value your employees. They will value your, your facility and then your patients. It all just works in a nice little tidy circle. It sure does. Okay. So I just want to say that because I was thinking about it. I know it was a little off topic of what we was talking about, but <laughs> yes, I know you were because they don't make enough money to feed their families. I, I can't with it. I can't with it anymore. Risking life. Yeah. Risking your, you know, yeah. Livelihood. If you can't afford to pay somebody a living wage to come run your facility, guess what, boo-boo? Run it your fucking self. It's all yours. It's all yours. Back to the patient advocacy piece of this Missouri bullshit law. And I apologize for jumping off subject. 
No apologies. Uh, Robert, uh, sorry, Rob Sullivan, who is the owner of Fresh Green Dispensary and also an attorney, says with regard to the rule on dispersing medical marijuana as part of a promotional event, it seems to be a case of good intentions but bad results. This new interpretation as a practical matter will likely increase prices for patients and create less competitive industry for small business owners like us. As a legal matter, it seems to me a bridge too far to stretch the interpretation of the rule to that extent. So can an answer, I'm trying to, I'm trying to create a marketing workaround. <laughs> can an ancillary business um, advertise their um, clients? I don't, uh, well, then I was thinking kind of more in like a speakeasy situation where you have to be a member of this. Uh, so then uh, you get emails? To get emailed specials i don't know i don't know they're going to work around that really. service i would suggest the service collects the information from the facility then disperses it to their patient list to their client list i don't know i don't even yeah there's we, let's talk but we can we can we can brainstorm that for sure we don't someone else do the first thing y'all need to do though is show the fuck up show up show up Email this woman and tell her how displeased you are with her far-fetched interpretation of what a promotional event is. And maybe send her the definition of a promotional event. Because she's not smoking weed. She's on crack. I don't know, the I'm going to get in trouble changed. for um, And the verbiage needs to be changed. I'll and take that back. Start working towards that. You know, like in, yes. working from both sides, at both angles. Um I'm going to get in trouble for slandering somebody. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> oh, well, um, on a, on a different note from out of Colorado, um, this is from the marijuana moment.net. Um, marijuana moment.net. Check them out. You guys. Uh, the headline is Congress should protect small marijuana businesses from big tobacco takeover. The Colorado attorney general says. Um, okay. So on the, Wednesday, okay. good. So on Wednesday, um, the Colorado Attorney General sent a letter urging congressional leaders to ensure that small marijuana businesses are protected from being overtaken by big tobacco and other major industries as federal cannabis reform legislation advances. What about big cannabis? What's that? I think that there should be an added caveat in that legislation that he's suggesting that big cannabis also that, that small businesses be protected from big cannabis because big tobacco and big pharma and alcohol is all turning to cannabis. They are the large corporate cannabis companies. Right. Big cannabis. I hear, I now I heard, I heard it. I was just not hearing that. Um, so, yes, if, um, you're correct. And so uh, Attorney General Phil Weiser wrote that his state is heartened to see efforts on Capitol Hill to end federal cannabis prohibition and create a regulatory framework that still empowers states to make their own policy decisions. So I agree with that in terms of states still creating their own policy decisions. Um, he expressed concerns about large corporations potentially gobbling up the industry if preventative steps aren't taken. Um happening already yes wiser specifically discussed the cannabis administration and opportunity act caoa a bill to federally deschedule marijuana and promote social equity that's sponsored by senate majority leader chuck schumer 
Senate Finance. Uh, <laughs> that face. <laughs> Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden and Senator Cory Booker um, of New Jersey. Uh, the other Wyden is Oregon. Um, Schumer is New York. The trio asked, has asked for public input on the proposal. So. Yes, please. And how do we give that public in input? We should find it. Let me see if it's it's not listed right here where you can do that. But let's see. We're going to figure that out. We will we're figure gonna that post out it on our TikTok. We're yeah. going to post it on our TikTok. I will post the video as soon as I have that information. I'll post it on our TikTok and I'll share it also um, to our Instagram. If you guys want to follow us, it's the Cannabis Closet Podcast. Um, for TikTok, you can just look up TCCP and you'll find us because we had to spell our name all weird because they're all stupid. Um, <laughs> but as soon as we find out information on how you can participate in um, having your voice heard for this particular bill, we will share it on our public platforms for you guys. Um, and then our Instagram connects to our Facebook, so it, it'll get there too. Promise. Uh, let's see. Put out public information. I'm going to put it. So that, cause that's the whole thing. That's the, that's the whole point of us being here right now is cause we want to bring you what's going on in the world that you may not have time or, or whatever to concern yourself with in that moment, but you want to keep up with what's going on in the cannabis industry. If you are a cannabis industry employee, consumer, uh, community member, advocate, activist, however you call yourself, participate. And so we're going to give you the means to participate as often as possible. Those of you in Missouri should be emailing Andrea Balkenbush at help.mo.gov as soon as possible to let her know your opinion on that bullshit interpretation. And be nice and don't use the word bullshit in your email. Yes. Be professional. Listen, when they say be professional, what that means is talk to the people like you would talk to white people. I think it's, no, I think really for me, it's like, don't curse. The people don't want to hear cursing in your. Yeah. You don't know. curse. But a lot of the professional etiquette is based on um, mediocre white men's interpretation. And one of the things is that you're not supposed to get loud in a meeting or say some off color shit. So, um, well, I'm okay with off color. I'm just saying not. I did. I <laughs> tremendously disagree with. I tremendously disagree with professional standards. I tremendously. I'm wearing this flat bill to work in a suit. I will wear a suit and a flat bill at the same time. You've seen me do it. I do use curse words when I'm having a conversation. I say don't curse aggressively. That's what I would say. <laughs> don't curse aggressively. Okay, maybe. But um, that's just a part of how I talk. So I'm not changing. I have a tattoo on my face and I have red hair. I'm not changing that. I have changed that in the past. I have backed off of that in the past. But no longer. That's no longer what I do. So like, this is how I show up. I mean, I will wear a real shirt. I'm not wear a crop top to a business meeting unless I have a jacket to cover it. But... <laughs> But what I'm saying is I'm showing up how I show up. This is how I show up. And also this flat bill and this tat well, it's on the side, this tattoo on my face and, and these tattoos on my arms 
and this blunt in my hand does not change a, even a little tiny bit the way that I do my job and the amount of professionalism I actually exude while doing that job. My haircut and color is not going to change that. The, my nose piercing is not going to change that is all I'm saying. So that's why I, you know, cause our show, I know I just got off on a tangent again, but our show is about changing the way we speak about the cannabis industry and the way we speak in general. And that's why I just brought that up. That's why I said that. I was thinking more along the lines of emails and emailing your representative. Well, you can't, you can't, exactly, <laughs> you can't exude your emotions through an email. You are correct about that. You are correct. But 100% on everything else in terms of uh, professional capability and what we look like. Um, Listen, don't let Florida tell you what professional looks like. Just don't do that. Okay. They, they chase alligators and attack people with alligators in convenience stores. Oh, I'm coming from my conservative parents raising me. And, you know, and that, yeah. the, the East Coast is really, you know, I, I guess I got a little bit, a bit of East Coast, West Coast vibe. Because I do like to wear a suit. Ooh, I like to wear a suit. But I like so to wear it the way style. I wear it. Yeah, with style. Yes. Not with, you know, not because uh, I have to, you know, choke up on a tie and shit. Um, I look good in a suit. Um, so that's really the, like the gist of what's going on. This uh, just basically general attorney saying like what we say, um, go ahead and write in your opinion and what you want uh, to hear and see, uh, in regard to these proposals, protect our small businesses, protect our individual state rights as we have been, uh, you know, uh, doing and be a part of your state rights. Um, I would say also add into that proposal that they should be protected from also large, big cannabis. cannabis. Yes, you are totally correct. Big cannabis is one of these other industries. You know, he's saying um, big tobacco and other big industries. And that includes big cannabis. I I totally 100%. Um, And you, not that there's anything wrong with uh, international investment, um, but when we see uh, small towns being bought up by, specific demographics and things being done in ways that aren't, you know, again, serve them, but not the community. Um, great. If you are going to profit off of this, be a part of the community and help it out. You calling people out over here, Carrie? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Just do it. Yes, exactly. Um, I believe I read an article just recently about the uh, some kind of verdict that got handed down in regard to someone from True Leave, um, but because of this big cannabis um, and something. But I did not may have emailed it to us. <laughs> an example of big cannabis. Yeah. Um, but also Florida allowed for that. Florida allowed for that uh, in that um, licensing integration exclusion uh, to happen um, right off the bat. They got sued for it. And um, while it changed some things, I don't think it changed a lot. Um, people still, ab- you know, companies still able to come in and buy up licenses and not utilize them waiting for other things to happen so they can yes. I've had a license. No, you should be operating and running a full business for that amount of 
time frame before you're granted a license, not just because you bought the license and held on to it. Yeah, you um, shouldn't be able to keep that license if you're going to just sit on it because no. there are people out there that want to do it that got denied for it. That got denied the license yeah. because they you know, and actually want to do something with it, had a viable business plan, because that's what they're required. Part of the application is required is to have a business plan to present. Listen, you can't just be like, I want to buy a license. Also, um, by the way, there is corruption in every single one of your states. Uh, I would I would exempt Oklahoma on every from, single level. Maybe maybe not. There's probably some corruption on some level in there, too. But as far as the ownership, when we're talking about ownership and who owns these businesses, that system is corrupt in every single one of your states, in every single one of your states. And you know how you can tell? Because there's hardly any minority owned businesses. I'm talking about really actual. I'm not talking about white women. That's how you can tell. Because people who applied for minority licenses that were well qualified checked all the boxes, were denied licenses in Missouri. Denied licenses. Tell me why there's only four black-owned businesses in Missouri. And at least one of them is a security company. So it's not, it's not cultivation. and facility. Yeah, no. Interesting. So this brings us, you said something, uh, about um, businesses. We talked about this a little bit on the last show. And then we just saw some more articles about it. And I think it's it it deserves some attention. We talked about New, Jer- New Jersey and what they're doing uh, as far as um, the... Okay, so in, let me just start by saying that in every state, this is, this is allowed, okay? Um, every state city or, uh, or, or county or whatever can decide whether or not they want to bring cannabis businesses into their city um, or municipality or county, however you call it. And so the state may be legal, but there's a moratorium, let's say for Colorado, for example, there's a moratorium on cannabis in the town of Bayfield, which is 30 minutes up the road from me. And it's because the citizens of Bayfield said they didn't want cannabis. They don't have any medical facilities, nor do they have any adult use facilities in the town of Bayfield. It's a small little area. It's whatever, right? So anybody that lives in Bayfield has to drive down to Durango to get cannabis or somewhere nearby, right? Um, So New Jersey also has that ability, but what's going on in New Jersey? Um. What is it? 70%? 71. 71% of counties have voted against or have made regulations against allowing cannabis in their... The adult use cannabis. Adult use cannabis. Um, let me see. I don't have the, I'm sorry. I don't have the article pulled up. I have the, another article pulled up in regard to police in New Jersey's largest city continue marijuana arrests at pre-legalization rate. So that's a, is that a recent article? That is from January 26, 2021. So seven, wow, months that's ago, this year, seven months ago. 
Um, I would improved. I would be uh, exactly. I would be interested in understanding. Uh, so yeah. here's my question, and I know you guys come here and maybe get tired of hearing me say this. However, I would like to know if a majority, if not all, of those counties are majority white. That's what I want to know. I want to know, can we get the statistics on that? Does anybody know how we can get the statistics on that? I'm very curious about it because here's what happens. I was talking about this the other day. There's a documentary. I think it's still on Netflix or Hulu. I don't know. Shout out (laughs) Netflix and Hulu. Sister coming through. That... It's a it's Killer Mike and it's a series, it's a docu-series. And the first one he does is about how long a dollar stays in a community. And um, it's been a while since I've watched it, I will admit that. But um, from what I remember, in a majority of communities, the dollar sticks around for at least like a week-ish, you know, or at least days. You can count it in days at least, right? However... In black communities, the dollar sticks around for, you can measure it in hours. I think it was six hours. I could be mistaken on that. Somebody can absolutely correct me if you'd like to, um, or if you know the correct information. Um, So what what does that mean? It means that, um, uh, that if you live in this community, if, so I live in this community, right? So then I go to my local coffee shop, which is owned by a local Durango person, right? And I give that dollar to whatever, $5 to that person. And that $5, you know, gets dispersed, however, and then they take their share. And then what they do, because they live in Durango, is they take their money that they made off of that $5 and they spend it in Durango. And then that helps build our community. But what things like this, what's going to happen here is that also I, I imagine because it's like this in most states and New Jersey is not, um, is not uh, exempt from this in their medical program. So I imagine they're not going to be exempt from this in their adult use program is that a majority of the ownership is going to be white male owned. Okay. Where are they putting their businesses? If they cannot put them in their own communities because their own communities are denying them access and they have a license, then where are they putting their businesses? In other communities. Okay. So then you go into your local dispensary and you spend your dollar there, right? And everybody that works in the store looks like you. Everybody works there looks like you. The management looks like you. Hey, they're doing a damn good job, right? However... It's a misnomer, right? Because why? I don't know if I use that word right. Because why? Because you think that the ownership must also look like you just based on logic, because that's a logical thing to think. The ownership doesn't look like you, doesn't live in your community, comes by, collects their money that that you spent in their store, And they take that money out of your community and they take it into their community with their gates and their, 
high-end cars and that they voted against having a facility at because their community doesn't want a facility there so now your community is actually not benefiting from this store that you think you're benefiting from you are having some benefit right there's jobs that's awesome shit like that but as far as like a financial benefit to your community directly not happening because that money's not being spent in your area, it's not spending, being spent at your local barbershop or your local grocery store or, you know, uh, et cetera. It's not being spent on your roads. It's not being, the taxes are being paid in that county, not your county, right? So, so that means that the money that you just spent in, in your local store is not benefiting your community, but you're paying to make his community better and his community is already flourishing and they don't want a business like that in there. They're just going to benefit off of the business that's in your community and also um, not have to, not have to worry about it around them. What was Oakland's requirement? Can you fill us uh, like just a brief synopsis on that? Can't read all the articles. (laughs) I know. I want to say is that, that in Basically saying, you know, partnership, there has to be, uh, you know, percentage partners that um, are of color or. Okay, so here's the loophole on that, because our good friend got not in Oakland, obviously, I don't know if there's there. Did they make an, you know, did they make a like a loophole exemption? Like you can't do this thing. They high the So in Pennsylvania, our good friend, Jason, um he was brought on to the team to fulfill, life. to fulfill to yeah to check all the boxes and also he came in and did some really great things there but then they took all of his ideas and they sent him away and now do you i mean is are they doing better? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there if that's a, a thing where it's a statement in there is that you know continued like you can't get rid of that partner. That partner has to that it's a continuance of like regardless of if that license changes hands. I don't know. I don't know the I don't know the legalities that. of that. Like if you could actually do something like that because sometimes partnerships just dissolve. You know, like right. But do they have to maintain? that percentage partner or that, that um, being that they got their license. Correct. Do they have to maintain that percentage partnership? Um, you know, maintain the maintenance part. maintained regulation, whatever. Um, and again, written in and not just said like, Oh, you get to be sponsored by an existing cannabis business to, in order to get your social equity license. It's a percentage no matter what. Okay. So, Sorry, I was trying to speak and swallow at the same time. So <laughs> it's like burping and hiccuping at the same time. So uh, that means if the partnership between um, between uh, the two parties dissolves or, you know, becomes irreparable, then the partners have to the, the partner that comes on has to check the boxes. Listen. I hate rules like this. Mm. I hate rules like this. They're absolutely necessary because you cannot trust people to do what they're supposed to do. You cannot trust. Mm-mm. I absolutely despise rules like this. 
I do. I hate them. But you just can't. You can't trust people to do what they're supposed to do. Uh, Y'all, shout out to the uh, West Coast. We missed 420, but smoke anyway, uh, because it's 420 always somewhere. Always. Always, um, always. Always. I just put my uh, King Palm out. Um, you know, the one, um, I'll have to actually pull it. I'm going to pull it up from our, uh, our, um, our messenger. The one that has the enforcing that. I'm sorry. Sorry, I was just, I was reading the comment, uh, from Carrie. That's at least the way I understand it It could be different now. I was like, I wonder if how they they would enforce it. That's the thing is it, would it be like a yearly check-in when you have to renew your license? We check to make sure you're still checking all the boxes. I think so. And even when you change light, when the license changes hands, there's a process like it does. It's, it's right. I mean, yeah, you got to go through the, and yeah, so maybe that's a, the checks and balances are built in. Right. You would hope, right. We hope, right. We hope. Um, sorry. I'm trying to get to the actual article, but I need to go in through our messenger and for um, the New Jersey article. Yes. Okay. Um, but I'm on it. Give me a second. Um, I'm going to um, stand up and gra- grab a bong. So okay. forgive my midriff, everybody. <laughs> or don't. I've been working out. Or don't. Here. Don't head off. <laughs> okay. um, if you don't like it, look away. If you don't like it, look, look away. away. I've been working out. It's all... <sighs> Dude, girl, I, you're, you are committed. I have not been doing the... 40 squat, 40 sit up, 40 push. Do, do your age in squats. Age in squats. I know. I was, I was just like averaging at 40. I wasn't. So I do 44. I don't do it every day. Some days I get into my feels and, but I try to maintain as many days as possible, at least five days out of the week. I do, I do sets. I do sets of 11. So I do four sets of 11. And, uh, recently, um, I've recently added planks to the mix. Like how many do you like do seconds? Do you like, okay, tell me your method on the 44 uh, for planks. So for, uh, so I do squats, 44 squats. So do sets of 11. I do um, 44, just basic sit-ups, nothing like, like a half would even be better probably. Um, And then I do, I don't, you guys, I don't even, I sit on my knees for, for my pushups because really it's about the technique for me. I want to make sure the technique is right. And, um, and then, you know, build the strength that way. So I do 44 girly pushups. I could do 44 regular, but I just want to make sure that all 44 are proper and, you know, full pushups. So that's why I do them modified. Um, and then for my planks, I do one minute for each set. So I do four minutes of plank. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, so, so I not all at the same time, just one minute intervals. Set my little timer. Can't fit. Oh I can't God. fit. I know. We got to make some workout clothes with our faces on it. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> want this app squat your age yeah yeah so so but so it's <laughs> I didn't think it was worried like at first I was so disappointed I was like ah this is bullshit right but then I just started noticing throughout the summer that it was like I started noticing and also 
not only did I notice that I was starting to, um, to kind of get more cut or be more lean, I guess. But, um, but the other day I rode my bike, uh, for the first time, (laughs) she's crazy. I rode my bike for the first time. She said, get leotards just so everybody knows what's going on. Marla will take the joggers. Carrie will take the leotard. Um, so yeah, anyway, I rode my, I rode the roster rocket for the first time all summer. And, um, and it was, it was a breeze. It was like the easiest ride. I, I wasn't even out of breath. We rode all the way downtown. Um, and so, yeah. And I do silly shit in the in-between. Like if I'm bored with it, I, um, I don't know how to follow choreography, but I'll like learn to crip walk or some shit. <laughs> like that for one of my uh for one of for one of my because I don't my feet don't work that way but I try to make them um so then I'll just practice it over and over again until I get it right and then um and then (laughs) and then then that'll just work that'll wear me the fuck out because I've done it so many times um so yeah that's that's my workout routine everybody it's nothing I, I I do yoga. I upped it to 12 minutes instead of 10. I do that because I have uh, arthritis in my hips. If I just sit and do nothing, I will be in so much pain. I can't stand it. So I have to, like, even now when I sit and watching TV, even as hard as I work, I, I, it's painful sometimes. And I've had arthritis in my hip, um, in my left, on the left side specifically, and especially um, since I was, 20 like in my 20s they saw it like right away um right when I was in Greece they I was like this hurts and they were like oh because you have arthritis um so um I was in my mid-20s it's because of all the gear that I was wearing and things like that but so anyway point being um you know my movement isn't just to like for me it's to be in shape that's my goal but for others, it could be just to be a little healthier, to keep your body oiled and moving and stuff like that. Yes. Bath bombs, can about, I take, I take, I'm a bubble bath queen. I love bubble baths. I love them so much. I, I love them. I spend so much, ask, ask, ask this, ask, do I not spend hours? <laughs> Um, oh gosh, between you, Carrie, and Marla, y'all are definitely in a tie of who takes the most baths. Oh my God, I love them so much. I just got some um, doctor. What's the what's the what's the bubble bath that I like to use? The um, Doctor Teal or Doctor Teals? They got this hemp one. It smells so good, y'all. Oh, Mar uses the lavender one. Um, I, I love the lavender. My favorite. I saw the hemp one. Mar will have to get that. Yep. I love the the lavender is my favorite for sure. Oh, it's so good, right? And it doesn't matter. And then I'll, sometimes I think I'm cooking my organs, y'all. I'll be in that hot bath. I'll be like, mm, I might have to get up out of here. It's too hot. I might be cooking you myself. Take a cold shower afterwards. Ooh, girl, it's so good. It's hot, cold, hot, cold. <laughs> so good. So yeah, I love a good bubble bath. I think bubble baths definitely help me out. Dude, um, that stupid article is through a paid app only. That's so dumb. Stop doing that. It will not let me open it. I probably, because I've read too many articles through the stupid app and now it's like, "Mm, I get it though. You know, the internet's killing newspapers and all that stuff. We, you know, I get it. 
Well, until um, we are sponsored, we're broke and can't pay for ads. So we're going to go through our sponsors. Um, Mm -hmm. We should shout out our main sponsor today, which is uh, V9 Grows. I'm going to look for another article. Shout out to LaVon Hamilton, V9 Grows. Um, Check out his website, www.v9grows420.com. Sorry, I'm loading a bowl while I'm talking about this, but he does um, grow shows. And I think he switched from Facebook because he kept getting Facebook banned or whatever. I think he switched from Facebook and he's doing um, uploads onto clap. No, mm -mm, that's not right. I was about to say the wrong thing. Um, But they have an app. He has an app. He's doing, no, he's doing uploads on, um, he does have an app. But he's doing uploads on uh, Cannabuzz. That's it, Cannabuzz. So V nine grows four twenty. I, I believe I'm sure that's his name too. I don't use Cannabuzz too often anymore. I tried it out for a minute, you know, getting frustrated with TikTok. But whew, TikTok's got a uh, got a cornered the market on that uh, on that um, on, the, on the, the interface of that app you know, and so it's hard to go somewhere else and, you know, interface differently, I guess. Yeah. So he does, um, what he does is he talks about and shows you how to do a home grow and he does it on a budget. And then he has a ton of discount codes and he does giveaways from his sponsors all the time and stuff like that. So definitely if you're into that and you want to grow at home, he's a great resource. I would definitely check out his website, www.v9grows420.com. Black man growing cannabis. That's what I like to see. And he grows it well too. It's really, his plants are really beautiful. Yep. And he taught himself and, uh, and figured it out. And 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 he shows you his mistakes too. He's he's like, I, I want to say humble to describe Levon. I think, that some honest. people are going to laugh if I say that he's humble because he's, he's very he's straightforward about it, but he's very straightforward and, and he knows, um, you know, that he's going to make mistakes. And so he owns, you know, like, it's fine. That's, that's how we all learn to grow. We all make mistakes. And so it's, um, you know, it's a learning process. Uh, sometimes he learns something new and sometimes, and most of the time he's going to teach you something new. So um, I think he's uh, very well versed in his cannabis knowledge. He's really taken up the study of it and uh, definitely check him out. And he, and he sponsors us. He sponsors the show. He's the reason why uh, we can um, run on StreamYard right now and post to all of our platforms. So thanks, Levon. We appreciate you, man. Thanks, Levon. We love you. Go check him out. Smoke a bowl or do a dab. He likes to do the dabs. He does like to do the dabs. Um, I am, I, and I'm, I'm just searching through trying to find more information on anything going on in New Jersey, aside from, you know, what we know. Um, I, I wish that stupid app was not, you know, at least give me the, the summary, you know? Yeah. But how do you remedy that problem when you have, okay, here's the question. This is a question on the table for anybody who wants to maybe think about this, or maybe we brainstorm it. Maybe we go to New Jersey and say, look, this is how you do it. But really each, right. Each municipality or County, what are they calling it? County. I think they called it County. Each area has the ability to moratorium cannabis 
so how do you give them that right, but also make sure that the businesses are properly dispersed throughout the state and also like not just clustered in certain neighborhoods and also that the money, if the owner is not a resident of the neighborhood that they intend to own a business in, how does that money get redistributed into these neighborhoods? Because you can't tell me where to spend my money. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a really hard, but there's gotta be a solution. I mean, do these li- so these licenses uh, majority, I believe, have already been granted. Is that correct? Or no, no, that's not even true. No, that's not true. I know that's not true. I know that's not true. I'm not going to talk about how I know that, but I do know that's not true. Um, but uh, maybe that's the caveat. Is that you can't take your license in you like the land use permit part has to be restrictive. It has to be in a location within a certain radius of where you reside. Right. Right. Oh. And that means that the onus oh. is on you, the license, the person who wants the license that I will grant to you if you can work out this land use situation, the onus is on you now to go into your neighborhood and say, get approved for that. I need you to Ooh, approve that's a my great. license. I think that that's a, they, yes, just like um, being the mayor of a, an area, you have to live within that municipality in order to be the mayor there. There it is, New Jersey. That's your solution to your 71%. Sorry. If you're a white man, you're going to have to boots on the ground and go talk to the other white men and women in your neighborhood and tell them that it is you that wants to own a business in the neighborhood and to please sign to allow to grant you the ability to do that. Apparently there's a map on. I'm not sure whose website because I'm going <laughs> through. It's it, it's within this article. We but try I, to give credit where credits due. Everybody website showing the proposed areas where specific types of licensed cannabis establishments would be permitted to operate. So this is in regard to New, New Jersey. Um, I'm reading uh, an article from the Press of Atlantic City. It is uh, the headline is as deadline nears, New Jersey towns take stand on legalized marijuana. Um, now that New Jersey has legalized marijuana use and possession for adults 20 years and older, South Jersey municipalities have begun adopting their own rules to address use and sale. While many towns are opting to ban out, some are not opening door to the industry based on the promise of job creation and tax benefits. Um, and then it, uh, here's how the communities are responding in South Jersey. Absecon, I didn't know this was a city. I was assuming. Okay. That sounds um, like a, a it sounds like a corporation. Yes, right. So that's why I was thinking it was I don't again. Okay. The city introduced and passed on first reading June 17th establishing permitted zones for certain cannabis related businesses. So this is the website that uh, the city of Absicon 
um, has a map showing the proposed areas where specific types of licensed cannabis establishments would be permitted to operate. So they're being proactive. They're going ahead and zoning for those an area, which, you know, it, is I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, that's what Breckenridge does. It's only allowed on their one row uh, road, like a um, cannabis row. Yep. And, we do it different um, here. So here's here's something. You guys have it on a row. We have. Um, there can't be more than one cannabis dispensary or business, cannabis based business, on every block. Of if you're downtown, if you're located downtown on the main strip, it's on the main strip, but there can only be one every block. It has to still abide by rules. So some blocks are out because they're too close to a park or something like that. Um, and then like if I put my dispensary on the corner of that block, then all the other four blocks are are off limits. Like the four like the four corners and the whole block behind them are off limits. It's crazy. That is great. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah. That is that specific. Yeah. That you know, that they measured, I guess, measured it out. I don't know. I mean, that just doesn't make sense to me. But whatever. <laughs> it's weird. Is, it, is that how, how the bars and the pharmacies nope. are too? The bars are right next to each other. Some of them like well, the pharmacies are the pharmacies allowed to, you know, you know uh, I don't think there's a rule like that about the pharmacies either. Cause obviously we got like city markets <laughs> on one corner and in the same parking lot, there's a, a Rite Aid or a Walgreens or whatever. Right. Um, so and and right next to a liquor store uh, also. Right. Um, let's see, Atlantic City, um, City Council voted July 21st to restrict recreational marijuana sales from the boardwalk. Um, council's vote came despite, despite protests from a union representative, employees from the botanist, a medical marijuana dispensary at 1301 boardwalk. The rational rationale behind this ordinance is that we are trying to bring the family atmosphere to the boardwalk. Council okay. Vice President Kaleem Shabazz said Thursday. Pause. Is there a bar anywhere on that boardwalk? I'm, I'm, I'm not being that I've never been. I don't know anyone from New Does anybody Jersey. know if there's, if there's a single bar or place that distributes alcohol on that block, your argument is moot and does not, is, it, does, it doesn't hold. It doesn't hold. So it this article hold. is from July 23rd and um, some of them have either like put, put dates on for the boat vote to be uh, you know, moved forward or, or whatnot. So um, there's not an update. That was the reason for the rule. And that was part of the reason for the rule in uh, Durango as well is because we're a tourist town. Um. There are bars with garage doors where you could sit at the ball at the little bar table with a beer and watch people walk past you outside while you drink your beer in front of people walking past, right? You can watch people slide down Peppy's face and veil while you're sitting there having a you know right. But, so. but a cannabis, but but a cannabis business, a medicinal right. one or that, or like even medicinal ones are, are not family friendly, are not tourist friendly. First of all, mm -hmm. if we're in a tourist town, 
stop being stupid. They came here for a reason. Exactly. And it wasn't because of the pelts that you're selling out of the rug store. Okay. It's not for that. It's for the, it's, I don't know where my terminology just came from. I'm just anyways, you know, no, I do know two stores in, in my area that do sell those things. So it's okay. You're right. No, on, I'm talking right, about. You're right on the right. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they didn't come here just for the turquoise. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they came here for something greener than that. Exactly. Exactly. It, it only enhanced, I mean, enhanced especially the Texans here. Yeah, especially oh, the Texans. Ah, Texans, they've been now they're moving. Second homing, third homing it up. Okay, um, real quick, I'm going to roll through the rest of these in New Jersey. Um, Avalon, the borough council voted on June 23rd on an ordinance banning any cannabis related businesses from operating in the borough. Barnegat Township Committee passed on an ordinance on May 4th that would prohibit the operation of any cannabis businesses in the community. Um, you know, again, until they see these numbers of, uh, you know, even though the stats already exist and the numbers exist of taxes and revenue and da 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 and income and influx and blah, 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 they're not doing it until they actually probably see that, you know, their town is not benefiting. These other towns that are going to go say, through infrastructure changes and building up are going to bypass I have, people. I have a question now. My question is different from when we started, because when we started, I was like, oh, these people who voted for cannabis don't want cannabis in their town. Is it their legislators <clears throat> and not the, and not the citizens? See, it, it, it's saying like, you know, each one's like listing township committee officials. It's not saying actually how it went through their the legislators are making the decisions. Officials here voted May 12th on an ordinance banning any type of business. That's Barnegat light Bass river township allowing the operation of certain classes of cannabis businesses. That's like cultivation or processing, but nothing with sales. Right. But then again, you know, we were talking about this in terms of the town up here in Colorado and Oak Creek. They have one adult use facility. They didn't allow for medical um, when it came through, you know, when it first was passed, uh, brought in adult use later and then allowed now have just cultivation facilities and processing facilities that, um, you know, operate out of the town and it put a pressure on the town's infrastructure. And so they had to go in and drop in all new, you know, sewage and pipes and water and, you know, update everything. And I don't know and how, how that came back in terms of licensing taxes and everything that comes, comes from those, facilities that were able to build in the town, but again, benefiting from cannabis, but not putting back into that town necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just depleting the, the town had to pay for it. That's for right. sure. You know, the town had to pay for it, but who right. paid for it? leave it, leave it. Who cares? Who cares about the, the town? Yeah. This is why big cannabis needs to be stopped. Also stuff like that. Well, I don't know. I don't know if if it's not the citizens and the citizens uh, are sounds like city councils. Um, so Bridgeton City Council so approved just, an ordinance that would approve provide control and regulations for the cannabis establishments in the city. So go Bridgeton. Bridgeton. So I think that then this is just not an example of uh, communities being kind of 
wayward and backwards about how they voted and what they actually want in their towns. But I think it's a matter of them not caring enough to show up. So then their city councils can make the decisions that they see fit without actually having to worry about the input from the locals because the locals aren't paying attention and they don't care. And so they're not showing up to say, no, that's not, that's not what we voted for. That's not what we said. Or some are okay with, um, Oh, I drive into that city anyway. So I'm fine with just picking it up there. It's okay. Um, Or um, in, in some cases where there's no medical, but then they open adult use and it's like, Oh, well, they give me a discount if, uh, when it's not worth, you know, the advertisement (laughs) promotion. (laughs) Yeah. What's up, Trisha? Trisha, I've been thinking about you and I need you to message us. How can she private message us so that I can cannabis closet 420 at gmail.com email us email cannabis closet 420 at gmail.com. Any any of y'all your contact information. I know she, I gave her your card with your contact information on Mm -hmm. it. She can email me there too. Oh, okay. um, Customer service CQLC. I owe you 20 bucks. And I can, I can do all any of the payment app things so um but hey (laughs) money (laughs) so oh back to um so i just posted the link for you so that link actually has all of the cities and not all of them but the southern i think is it said uh parts of uh and where they stand on or stood as of July 23rd on adult use. So perfect. If you want a more, uh, cause I kept going and I was only in the bees. So no, there's so much we could be here all day where we just, yeah. we just, you know, yeah. we're not going to do that. But if you guys want to check it out and if you're in New Jersey or close by, then uh, by all means, check that out because that's important information to have, you know? So, with that, I think, I think that's it. I don't know. Do we want to hang out for 26 more minutes? Um, maybe. Um, so one thing, another thing. What is that? Do you see my, you see my camera? What's going yeah. on? Yeah, I don't know. You know what it is? It's the sun's coming through. It is the sun. That's Hi. It's my angel. It's your aura. Look at that. It's red. <laughs> it's like a red aura. Somebody screenshot that. That's I know. <laughs> That's pretty hot. Hold on. Hold on. Let me do this real quick and I will screenshot it for you. Okay. You're going to make it just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, hold on, everybody. Did you get it? <laughs> so good. Did you get it? I got, like I said, I got, I got the, I got the open mouth smile. I didn't get the closed mouth smile. Okay. I should go back. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
like that. Um, you guys, oh, no, we're not. We're, I don't think we should do too much, they said. Hey, listen, if my aura is going to be any color, red is the Right? Color That's what I was going to say. It's your aura. Like, <laughs> um, I don't even know what the red aura uh, necessarily. I think what does that mean? Your, uh, I think it's your sacred <laughs> bottom. Um, <laughs> one thing I wanted to say about uh, Colorado is uh, it just got approved for an adult use increase uh, percentage tax. So to 15 percent, uh, I think is what it said, is now going up to 20 percent. Yay. So adult use uh, Colorado. I don't, and the um, additional will go is specifically going towards uh, some communities. It had uh, detailed uh, education information of where that additional percentage is going to. Um, oh, I know what it is. Hot tempered aura. Um, I'm now going to look. Is this a hot tempered aura? He said. <laughs> Maybe. Generally speaking, from mind, body, green. Uh, we're looking it up. I am. You know I am. <laughs> I was looking up everywhere. <laughs> okay. Red aura. Oh, it relates to the root chakra. The first chakra we develop in our first seven years of life, which is all about the physical plane, grounding, security, and instincts. See? I needed that. Red is physical energy, passion, and courage. It is an actionable energy. You're rooting down and being courageous, calling in actionable change. I am. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, not coincidence, because I don't believe in those, but it's kind of weird that that's happening right now. It just called something else. You just call it something else. Yeah. I mean, oh, man. The light. It's just science. It's just the time of the, in the position, you know, not because of divine timing, but just because of, uh, it's divine the timing, sun, the sun setting at this time with your camera happening to be on and while we're recording now. Yeah. It all fits together, but it is divine <laughs> timing. I'll, I'll give it that. I'll give it um, that at least the universe has been talking to me. I know that sounds super like a white girl language, uh, but no, um, whatever it is that you call it, that is bigger than you call it the universe or mother nature. I started this, uh, when we started, started this conversation just like this, um, uh, whatever you call it, um, listen, cause definitely whatever that is wants to speak to you. I'm learning that. DGC show. Oh, what, what does that say? <laughs> Anyways. Um, Not fluent in. In acronym. I am. I'm in. I'm in. I'm from the Navy. I'm half. You're half. <laughs> I'm from the Navy. I know acronyms. I will make my sort of. own. Uh, I said, I am from the Navy. <laughs> From the Navy. <laughs> From the Navy. Okay, so I'm adding to what I got to say today uh, when I tell you um, today, and I mean this in my full heart, and I mean this to myself as well, because I've been very bad about this lately. And sometimes that happens, and it's okay. Be nice to yourself first. 
be nice to yourself. I mean it. Stop talking negatively to yourself. Say all the positive things until you believe them because you will believe them if you keep saying them. Look yourself straight in your face and tell yourself how beautiful you are because you are a beautiful human being. (laughs) And don't forget to remind yourself that you're a millionaire. Because because you already are. You just have to access it. It's real. Mm -hmm. So open your mind to shit like this. I can't get the camera angle right. It's always going to confuse me for the rest of my life. But like, yeah, that's science and refractory light and all that stuff. But it happened just now for a reason because I need to notice it. Oh, DGO. That's me. Canna Queen. DGO. That's what she was trying to say. I'm in Durango. Oh, oh you're coming to to the um are you going to oh, the, the show that y'all were talking show? about? Are you going to the Kali Buds show? Uh, the reggae? I was just I just sent that poster to um my husband. Um are you also did you mean it the other way? Because if you meant it that way, I am accepting of that, but single. <laughs> Um, hey, I just think I just pimped you out. Um, <coughs> um, <laughs> anywho, um, yes, and in, in line with that, is you know, cultivate love. We, you know, are prosperous in so many ways, we bring and we attract what we already. Um, <laughs> we already had him. Thank you. We're on the next plane. Jesus. Thank you. Be careful um, what you ask for. <laughs> I'm sorry. Be careful what you ask for. Be careful what you ask for. Yes. Be, Be specific. specific. Um, and so if you are cultivating love, make sure you know what kind of love you want. Um, <laughs> clear with your message. And that means you got to get clear with yourself. Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah. And y'all, stay lifted. Stay lifted. Because I'm a beast. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see y'all next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Shoot us an email if you want to join in on a conversation. CannabisCloset420 at gmail.com. We'll see you next Monday, 420 Mountain Standard Time. Thanks for coming through. Woo woo. Here we go.